Hello and welcome to a brand new series of the 15 Minute Coffee Podcast. This podcast shines a light on how much value we can get out of a 15 minute conversation with successful people in all areas of business and life. Each week we chat with the country's brightest minds about their success, struggles and their sacrifices. This week we are chatting with Sam Malloy. A graduate of UCD, Sam holds qualifications in information and political science and has spent the last five years working in esports. Alongside this, in 2021, Sam co-established Gigabyte Investment, where he currently holds the role of managing partner. Gigabyte specializes in digital asset-focused investments. I really enjoy getting some insights from Sam into esports, crypto, and the pressures of being a partner in an investment fund at such a young age. So, without further ado, let's get straight into it. Hello and welcome to the 15 Minute Coffee. Uh, my name is Alan O'Donovan. I'm your host and I'm here today with Sam Malloy. Hey, how are you? So, Sam, do you want to just kick us off by telling us a bit about yourself? So, who is Sam Malloy? Sure. Um, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, who okay. am I? I uh, I'm an esports industry veteran and we'll get into whatever that means because for most people that, that doesn't mean anything. And reluctantly call myself an entrepreneur but a business owner. Um, based in in Wicklow. Okay. So, um, what about? I know you mentioned there esports. So, there's a bit of a misconception going around of uh, esports, as I suppose teenagers in their room playing games. Um, but I, I was doing a bit of research for this episode, and I saw that in 2021, the uh, esports industry was valued but one billion US dollars which was up 50% from 2020. So it's clear that it's an industry that's obviously growing, but uh, why are you so personally confident about esports? And I suppose, where do you see it going in the coming years? Uh, Okay, the headline of where I see it going, I think the Olympics. I think we see um, competitive games in the Olympics. I think specifically Rocket League is where that'll go. Just, it bridges a gap between audiences because they know what football is. Getting a ball into a net, this is just doing that with cars essentially um what has me confident in esports i suppose the one thing i would say is demographics um and that switch over time so if you look at the average age of a sports fan if you look at the average age of a golf fan rugby fan late 50s football fan as in soccer early 50s maybe 40s if you're if you're being generous the average age of an esports fan is still in their 20s right and these people Mm. are willing to spend a lot of money so while you miss out on the likes of sports revenue that you'd normally see like stadium ticket sales jerseys and all the rest these people are buying digital assets in the game so like skins for their rocket league cars whatever it may be so i think as the demographic shifts we'll see one esports fans getting older therefore have more revenue and be able to spend more and just they'll teach their kids in the same way that i grew up my my father was a, a liverpool supporter therefore mm-hmm. i had to be a liverpool supporter in the early years as as with most kids uh, i think it's going to be the same thing maybe not phase clan or whatever everyone else has heard <laughs> of but it it'll be something in that uh in that realm i think as well just the fact the size of the gaming industry you now esports is a subsect of gaming to to give it a quick definition it's just competitive gaming you see it on stage people play in stadiums against each other in in various titles um the gaming industry is bigger than the film and music industry combined. Mm. So it's an absolute behemoth, and it's only growing. And within that subsect, of course, esports is a part of it. The 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 CAGR is the number everyone always talks about. The calculated annual growth rate, like you pointed out there, it's absolutely massive. So I I think a combination of demographics, investment inflow, and the macro size of the entire industry is what would have me so confident. 
and you're, you're sort of seeing um i suppose uh, mainstream celebrities getting involved um and bigger companies do you see do you see it become mainstream in the next few years um yeah, I, I do actually. Yeah, I mean, there's an Irish-based organization, Wild, which they're not necessarily Irish, but the founders are, and their co-owner is Usain Bolt, right? <laughs> so a lot of sports people are now getting in. Um, Jesse Lingard, um, Christian Fuchs, <laughs> these guys are all <laughs> over the gaming and esports space, uh, and they know that it's going to get bigger. So I think, yeah, I don't think that's necessarily the most natural and organic way for the industry to grow, just because it's endorsed by X or Y. Mm. I think just the overall base of kids who like playing Fortnite eventually gets converted into, okay, it's actually kind of fun watching Ninja stream. I wonder what he's like on stage in a competition. I think that's how yeah. the progression will look, but absolute mainstream success, yeah, I think so. And I, su- I suppose you'll see bigger companies moving into that arena to to fit the demographic that they're going after, so... So I suppose back back to you now. So how important is collaboration and fl- finding uh, like-minded people in new industries and like esports and crypto? Because I know you're sort of you're a good collaborator and you uh, you're good you're a good networker. So I suppose what what how how do you find that that's helped and how important is it? Yeah, sure. I I think network is absolutely everything in any space you're in, in in business in general i really enjoy it i'm quite sociable in general i think the most enjoyable part of doing it all is meeting new people and getting a coffee and talking mm. about how oh you know this person i know this person let's see if we can help each other out in that way um i just realized i haven't even spoken about the crypto side of things and i think that's <laughs> really where yeah. network comes into everything especially locally like it's a small enough island so if you know four people in both esports and in the crypto space you kind of know everyone mm. <laughs> Um, it's a small pool, yeah, I suppose. Absolutely, and like it is getting bigger. And because I'm in both pretty digital industries, the the size of this pool is international. But it's still nice to have a local base. Like one of the things I try to do in esports in Ireland and is try to build some sort of native industry to the best of my ability. Um, and I'm obviously not the only person doing that. Gamerfest was a couple of weeks ago, um, and that was a massive success. And a huge credit to to Stuart and the team behind that. Um, but like, for example, collegiate esports in Ireland is something that I've I've really been passionate about for a couple of years because, honestly, it was a huge part of my my experience in university. I really enjoyed it. I met a lot of good friends through it, and you know, we created with uh, alongside two other guys, we created the collegiate league, um, which has a scholarship now in Waterford IT, which is crazy. Thirty five universities competing. Um, well, sorry, I got on a bit of a tangent there, but no, <laughs> no, 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 it's no, exciting. No and I suppose you mentioned there as well uh, crypto. So, um, what are digital currencies? I know we're going a bit off topic here, but what are digital currencies, and what are the big opportunities you see with digital currencies and cryptocurrencies? Sure, I'll I'll just throw a little bit of background. So, I originally had Bitcoin in 2015. I actually used Bitcoin because I was underage in 2015. I couldn't put bets on esports games. I'm not a betting or gambling guy i was just interested in the games so i was like hmm, this is cool and i realized okay i can't do it i'm not 18 so i found this internet money that was quite interesting as a way of me being able to bet that phase clan or whoever it would have been was going to win their game of counter-strike and then i ended up with a bit of bitcoin in a wallet and it was pretty primitive back then but and i spent it all sorry? 2015 was it 2015 yes yeah, so well, seven years ago now so days. i've been around a while yeah but not necessarily understanding what i had 
or what it is. Mm. Um, so moving forward, then last year I partnered with with my business partner James Kelly, who I went to school and university with, and we created Gigabyte, which is digital asset management. So high net worth individuals want access to this new exciting digital space. We guide them through that basically. Um, we've do, we've done really well, uh, and then going back to what it actually is and what digital currencies are and, and, and crypto in general. I think one of the misconceptions is in this country, when you hear crypto, most people think Bitcoin, right? Mm. We don't think like that at all. We think, and we're actually probably the only firm, one of the only firms in the world that deal in crypto that don't like Bitcoin. Mm. We think it's got a lot of challenges. We think digital assets, and we say digital assets, not currency, because we don't think it's money. We think it's infrastructure. So we think it's internet native infrastructure for the new digital economy, basically. And you can do with that what you will in the same way you can imagine how many companies came about as a result of the internet. So Microsoft, Apple, maybe not Apple per se, Google, YouTube, they were all built on this infrastructure layer called the internet, right? We think the likes of Ethereum and other digital assets are an equivalent to that with a little bit of cool quirks built into it and a little bit better monetized. Um, so we think it's early days, it's very speculative still. Um, we know, we, we feel like we've got a pretty good grasp on the space and, and what we do is we add a little bit of a macro and, and political twist onto it. Um, it's just like a normal asset management business. We're just dealing with a different asset class. Um, I think the biggest opportunities personally and the tying the two things together is I think digital assets and gaming are mm. going to be absolutely massive. So I suppose... You mentioned there you had a partner, James, and um, how important is that sort of partnership when times get tough? Obviously, having a having a fund isn't an easy easy role. So, how important is that sort of partnership in what you're doing? Yeah, I, I actually have another partner as well, Louis Kern, who's who's course, the old man in the room. He's he's, he's 25 <laughs> years in the in the market, so it's it's absolutely essential. It'd be a tough gig to do on your own, both intellectually as in the magnitude of what you're dealing with and the data that you're you're going through but also just having a support system in place having mm. people that you can rely on knowing that if if i mess up in a in a meeting or if i doubt a decision i'm making i've got two credible guys behind me who are smarter than me or, or as smart as me cool. and they can they can do they can they can back me up it's i'd find it a pretty lonely gig to do if you're doing it on your own to be honest mm. so I suppose moving on then again, what is Sam Malloy's day-to-day routine at the minute? <laughs> uh, I suppose it's it's busy. It's pretty packed. Um, most of it's doing gigabyte stuff. So an early morning starts and we watch all markets, so equity markets, bonds, and foreign exchange markets, because that has a has a weighting on what we look at. Um, that's usually the first thing I do. I have alarms set throughout the night so if a certain price is triggered <laughs> it wakes me up which it seems crazy but far from ideal name, no far from ideal is right yeah because you know it's it's a 24 7 market unfortunately which was a terrible idea at the start but mm. it means that overnight it, asia could be selling the market and you need to be aware of it because you got to protect client assets um so it's 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 usually getting up early and, and watching the markets um Doing a lot of research is, is what I do specifically. I, I really enjoy that kind of. I, I'm a bit of a, a digital futurist. I like to see where tech is going and following the trends. 
Um, I do a lot of that. And then I divide it with esports as well. So running the collegiate series, um, I don't do as much of that now, but I kind of support Yannick and Ronan, who are the two top guys there. Uh, I advise over a couple of businesses in the esports space. So um, Natives Gaming, which is Dublin's first premier esports team, um, they've got a, a really good operation going on there. So see if there's anything needed in my time there and just advise in general. Um, really good team behind there. I actually, I've just started advising over a fantasy esports business as well. So I'm kind of all over the space. Um, the fantasy esports stuff is really exciting as well. Uh, I think they've got a really good technical solution to to the attention economy, <laughs> which is something that, that drives me in. And and then also, um, I'm actually in the process of taking over or taking a part of an esports media company. So I'm doing quite a lot of things. Um, well, my philosophy yeah. in general is just to own the ecosystem. So to have my fingers in as many pies as possible um, because I really enjoy it. I'd be doing the same stuff if I wasn't doing it as a full-time job. I just, I really find it interesting. Yeah, I think that's a, that's an interesting approach to business and life in general, just having that, having the the wherewithal to try to own the ecosystem and get involved in as many things as possible. Um, especially at our age, I think it's, it's, a, it's a vital part of business. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I like about what you've got going on and you in general, Alan, is that you're kind of similar as well. You just you're you're a curious mind, and I, I think mm. that's kind of missing a little bit in people our age in Ireland specifically. There's a bit of um, there, there's a bit of a stigma about entrepreneurialism, which I kind of buy into. I think it's a bit silly sometimes, just the way mm. people go on online. Um, but I, I like seeing curious minds and seeing people. Oh, I'm interested in sports. Let me go talk to every sport and see what they're up to and what businesses could come out of it. it. It just interests me. Yeah, and I think that's that's the the core of what this podcast is. It's it's exploring our curiosity and and sort of seeing the world around us and not just taking it at face value. So, here in your day to day, there it's it's pretty hectic and it's it's all over the shop. So, do you ever sort of become overwhelmed at what you're doing? I suppose the scale of the things you're doing. And does the pressure ever become a bit too much? And how do you deal with that? Uh, it's a good question, actually. Um, like I could see why someone doing what I'm doing would easily get overwhelmed. And at times, it can be stressful, like dealing in financial markets, especially less so the esports stuff. Um, but like it's it's still a I'm, it's still a startup that I'm doing, so startups are always going to be overwhelming. And the the to do list that you have on a day to day and on a month by month basis is just enormous to make anything feasibly happen um so it can definitely be overwhelming um does it ever become too much not really for me i've got a pretty good a pretty good support system with just friends and and my partners are, are really good we kind of alleviate all of the the pressure and, and divide it by three so it becomes a lot more manageable mm. um but yeah i think that's what i going back to what i said earlier if, if someone was to be doing any business as the sole operator I, i'd imagine it'd be really difficult yeah and i think one thing that shines through from chatting to you in the today and and before it's the passion you have for what you're doing which i think really helps in sort of the tough times and it gets you through tough times when you're so passionate about the future of what you're doing and and believe in what you're doing so strongly absolutely and i think just the fact that the two things i do are are i see overlap in them both and especially esports mm. like i've been doing that out of interest for 10 years or whatever it's been so i i love it like i I'd, I'd wake up and do a different job and still operate in this space as much as i could so absolutely fantastic so we'll wrap up with 
one final question that I like to finish with because I think especially in Ireland it's it's a question that's sort of brushed off very easily. So Sam, how are you? <laughs> I, I I'm good. I'm looking forward to um to a break or a holiday or something. Um but I'm good. I'm I'm looking forward to the future. That's mm. that's that's my two sentence answer. <laughs> how are you, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting to be asked that now. That's that's throwing me off. I'm very good, Sam. Um I'm excited about this podcast and I'm excited about the future of what I'm going to be doing with everyone I'm chatting to. So I think it's exciting time for me and I'm good. Great. Lovely. Thanks, Sam. Cheers.